0: What's up everybody welcome back to sizing up i'm your host jack the spec and i'm here to wrap up the second season of this podcast but before we do that um i'm here to introduce one last model she's fairly recently new but she's been coming up and i'm gonna go ahead and let her introduce herself hey
1: everyone my name is misty Misty Sunshine.
0: I'm glad to have you here. Um, We've collaborated on a couple of edits. Um, I'm kind of shocked that I didn't get a chance to work with you sooner because you were around a lot longer. So I've been making up for lost time, obviously. But it's um, awesome to have you here. And, um, yeah, um, just to get right into it. How did you uh find the community? I'm always curious to see how someone's path and journey to uh getting into this space, you know, develops. So I'm curious about how you found this community.
1: My origin story, huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, I think I, I really just found it in a roundabout way. I uh I mean I originally wasn't wasn't doing giantess content. So uh, pretty much all of 2022, I was focused on, you know, like worn items. So, I mean, I think that's partly why you you probably didn't know I was around because I wasn't really in that sphere. Uh, But I originally started on local platforms. um, And to be honest, I, I did that because I didn't I wasn't sure anything was going to go anywhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, doing local platforms was, you know, like a an easy way of going about it. But uh, as it turns out, the local platforms were uh, pretty popular. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, within my first week of, of being on those local platforms, I, I was already getting tons of inquiries and I was mailing off shoes. So it was um, a pretty hectic first couple of weeks in that way. Uh, but that's how I found my way on Instagram. I was, um, I needed like a way of showcasing my, my stuff really. And so I, I s- created an Instagram to refer people to, and then Instagram took off. So uh, it was really just a, a lot of socks to be honest 2022 was all socks but um what people didn't see was behind the scenes I had actually through Instagram I had met somebody and um a, a tiny and so we were exploring giant tests or me as a giantess behind the scenes and so um I think that my my content just started naturally going in that direction because it's what I was doing in my spare time And, um, I think, I, I think that towards the end of 2022, you could probably see that. And, you know, like in the way that I took my shots, even if it was socks, you know, or bare feet, it was a lot of POV shots. So um, it just started going in that direction. Um, I'm not sure I ever like made a conscious decision to, to go giant test like more fully, but that's where we are now. And, um, I, 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 find it more, um, entertaining, like as a hobby. So, um, you know, there's just so many more ways you can take it versus worn items. And, you know, it's kind of odd. It's like full circles. When I was younger, I dabbled in photography and what I enjoyed, uh, you know, as an art form or as a, as a, you know, branch within photography was macro photography. So it's like full circle now, you know, um, went from that macro photography stage to now doing this. So it's sort of a roundabout way. Um, but I'm not sure anybody comes into this, like in a traditional way, what is traditional in this line of work, right?
0: That is definitely true. There are a lot of different paths and that, and that yours is very interesting. And, the thing that really like fascinates me the most is that you mentioned that you did a lot of, um, you worked with macro photography and that does deal with a lot of very close and low angles to make, you know, something seem bigger than what it really is. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. That's how you like how it came full circle. And I think one thing that I personally enjoy about your content and you know your overall work is with um i really love your pov shots they do make the you know viewer feel like they're truly you know small and how does your process what is your creative process when you go about um making your content Mm because i mean it's cool that you do have it's cool that you have that background but um how do you typically go about it um do you have a steady like you know this is what you have like a checklist of what you need to hit or how do you go about it
1: well i take all my own shots which is uh, a challenge sometimes right to get those angles (laughs) and i do them in public so um (laughs) i don't know if i necessarily have a process because a lot of times i'm Uh, trying to be as quick as possible so that people (laughs) don't see what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, no real process, but I know when I, most of the time I can tell when I've hit my mark. So I, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want to see. Um, And so I I don't have a a checklist. I, I go based off of feeling and composition. And so usually I quit once I feel I've I've reached the angle or the the composition that I wanted for the day.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I like that. So and I was going to touch upon that because um, you have mentioned many a time, whether that be referenced within a post or anything else that you you're really like on the go with uh, how you get your shots and that that's incredible um i'm trying to visualize like how much of a um do you find that to be a challenge for you when you have to be very quick since you know you're doing them in public um how does that work for you since you since there is no like real prep how do you um how do you do that on the fly then cuz that's fascinating to me um
1: well i i I'm working on a limited uh, time frame also, so that's that's mm-hmm. part of it. Um, I, I scout out my locations and take all my photos in a 30-minute lunch break, so I have to be quick. I have, I have no choice about it. Um, it. I mean, it is a challenge because I get caught all the time. <laughs> so, um, and what's even more awkward is I, I do this at work and i've been caught by my supervisors (laughs) by my directors (laughs) oh it's so embarrassing um but i think that also that like humiliation part of it also fuels me in a sense so uh we're i'm an interesting being for sure
0: (laughs) that's awesome i am taking it in stride i would imagine have you gotten any comments from said um (laughs) Co-workers, well,
1: because I know that I that people will catch me doing crazy stuff. Because I mean, remember, all of twenty twenty two, I was doing socks. So prior to prior to, you know, just taking photos and videos, I was also doing that with socks, and often wearing socks with crazy footwear that did not match. So. I, uh, I had to tell some people because it was, uh, you know, off the charts embarrassing at times. So, uh, <laughs> I told a few people and, uh, they just kind of, uh, you know, they don't really have responses, blank stares. I get a lot of blank stares, um, but other people, I just, I can't tell this sort of stuff too. So they pretend they, <laughs> they pretend they don't see me and they keep walking. Uh, which is even more embarrassing uh, because we have to go back to work together.
0: <laughs> it's I, I feel that more worse when you have a non reaction as opposed to having a reaction at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. Um, going um, I guess back a bit. Um, So, when you get into the more giant sphere of everything, because, as you know, that does kind of cross over into, uh, you know, the foot fetish. And Mm -hmm. I am am curious, as opposed to, like, have you um, started to trend in some ways, like, with, you know, with a little bit of, uh, you know, doing dabbling in some foot fetish content and... uh, Have you been one to like in in terms of your feet? Like, how has that been for you? Um, Have you been someone that's always barefoot, or general general feelings about feet in general? Um, Has that changed or evolved, or um, your perception of you know feet Mm -hmm. in general? Well, um,
1: maybe I should back up a little bit. Um, So. Earlier, when I was mentioning that I, I started on local platforms with worn items, it, even though I was doing worn items, I very quickly learned that uh, that I had attractive feet, which is not something I thought of prior to this. Um, mm-hmm. so to believe it or not, like I, so, I, I do have a partner, and uh, this partner has told me for like the last twenty years that it all in jokes. Right? It's all in jokes that I had ugly feet. Um, um. it's all in jokes it's all in jokes but still for the last 20 years i just i never thought of my feet as attractive and Mm -hmm. then when i started on those local platforms it i i picked up some foot boys very quickly and uh so my first like three accounts on instagram uh, i was actually i went by misty's feet and socks so i did a, a combined you know it was uh worn socks and um and feet really so i would switch off uh in in what i posted for the day um but to your question do i what i think your question was what what do i prefer i mean i'm in california i if i don't have to wear socks i'm not going to wear them and most of the time i don't need to wear socks so i honestly i prefer to be to be bare and to wear shoes without socks when possible so Ah, uh, that's my preference, really. But I do now notice feet a lot more than I did before because I, I photograph my feet all the time. So I notice, I notice feet, and I know what I like about feet now, uh, which is something <laughs> I would never thought of prior to twenty twenty two. So
0: definitely, for sure, and it and it seems like um, it, it, I always tell people, like, I look at. It, I have, it's almost a hyper-focus, like you kind of, your brain just kind of, like notices it automatically, whether you want it to or not. So that's really interesting to hear that thought process because I always thought, well, you know, it's not like I'm trying to look at them on purpose, but I do have a cognizant eye on them in some way, shape or form. So that's really interesting. So I, I just, it was cool to get that backstory on it. Um, Another question, what are there some sub layers of the giantist fetish that you come to enjoy um in terms of whether that be there's there's many different aspects i tell people it's a very layered fetish because you know at the end of the day it's really just emphasizing the um it's just emphasizing the body it's just you know a lot more bigger than you are but um are there specific uh sub layers within this fetish that you've been enjoying yourself, whether that be, you know, um, you know, war, um, unaware, um, crushing, um, things of that sort. Do you have a sub, um, layer of the fetish that you enjoy a lot or multiple?
1: Hmm. I think it's just in the power that I hold. So not so much as the content that I'm producing, but mm-hmm. my power, as a giantess. uh, That is what I enjoy. So um, I mean, I I would explore, I've been exploring, you know, unaware and crushing and all this stuff. I would like to develop vore a little bit more, but I I don't feel that I have the equipment to do that justice at the moment. So Mm -hmm. um, once I do, once I get that, yeah, for sure, I'll I'll go deeper into that. But um, really, it's just in the way that I feel when I am a giantess. You know, I I enjoy a little fin dom here and there.
0: For sure, for sure. And from from the quotes in your captions, it's definitely it's definitely showing. Um, You definitely give this very dominant alpha presence. And I think that lends into the stuff you make pretty well. And I think you do a phenomenal job with that. So shout out to that and for you just you know, being able to do that you're welcome um so it's really uh cool so can you speak more on the um Femdom aspect of it like what is it that you i mean the power like um do you feel like you're presenting that in almost every aspect of like your content because i feel like there's it i don't think i haven't seen I, I'm pretty sure they do exist, but I don't think I've seen like a caption or a quote that isn't kind of like you asserting your power. So, like, can you go into uh, a more of a macro detail about that? Because I do find it fascinating because you're, you know, it's a persona in a way, you know. So I'm, I'm curious to see how you tap into that.
1: Hmm. Well. I think that uh, Instagram, just as a platform, just it, it limits me. So, absolutely, I, I try to use innuendo as much as possible because I think I think that's the way to get around it. But um, it's a, it's a challenge to be honest. But it's like a creative challenge because I'm trying to assert myself in, with language that that the IG police aren't gonna you know be able to find <laughs> yeah. me with. So oh, no. I think that that uh, I think that part of it is a fun challenge also because I'm having to think about words and their meaning and um, so that is that is like a creative effort you know stretching what words can mean and and what kind of influence they have on people so um, yeah I, I Misty Sunshine is me and I am her. And so there's really a fine line between where where she ends and where I begin, you know, as right. the person that is, uh, you know, pretending to be her. So um, I think that uh, I'm a pretty dominant person in my everyday life and so it's it's not much of a stretch to assert myself as this um being you know this giant being so um (laughs) i don't know i i i think that i'm more misty than than anything else these days so what you're seeing is is me and if i if i am a giant that's how i would be
0: definitely for sure i know we had a light talk um, about that when I posted my story with my coffee and I it made me so when you said that to me when we talked about it I'm like huh you know that it kind of it kind of can feel like when you make these personas it's a, it's a slightly it's a similar version to yourself maybe and it's not overly exaggerated which makes it comes which makes it feel natural you know mm-hmm. so that's you know a really cool way to really embrace it and really you know lean into it and you know it like when you do when you like it just feels very natural authentic like i can be like oh shit like this giant gonna end me at any moment let me not do anything to uh piss her off or make her upset like yeah you, you do portray that pretty well and again it's a testament to um how you approach it so it's really cool mm-hmm. What are your favorite shots to uh, take in terms of, uh, you know, shooting? Because I've seen many shots where it's very unaware, where, you know, we're not aware of you. And then there are shots where your foot looks, like, absolutely, like, wider than it really is. Mom, (laughs) I think a recent photo that I can reference while I um, am going on Instagram right now. But a photo I can reference that you did not too long ago was with... The, um, with the sandals, and you were on a stand on a stairwell, and yeah. that wide shot is incredible. And it's pretty like it's pretty like in, like you make yourself seem super big there. So mm-hmm. like, um, what are your favorite shots to take? Because it has to be these POV views that have to be. I would assume this has to be one of them, but
1: yeah, I mean i I like those POV shots. It's they seem to be like. What I'm struggling with now is I don't want them to all look the same, and um, I, that's that's a challenge when the focus is always feet. And um, I think that's that's why I I have OnlyFans now because I that's a recent thing for me too. By the way, like I only just started OnlyFans a, a couple months ago, a few months mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to explore all aspects of giantess and instagram is so feet focused like anything that i do that's that is not feet is not well received so not that that really should dictate what i'm doing but at the same time uh it's like i'm still existing on the social media platform and all the social media rules still apply so um Yeah, it's, uh, I, I would like to explore other things, uh, but with Instagram, it's just, it, everything has to be feet, like to, to make progress anywhere, it has to be feet. Um, and you know, I, I still mostly faceless on Instagram and uh, that also presents a challenge for me because, um, I think that the really, um great shots are the ones that are inclusive of everything. Um, So, uh, yes, uh, I think POV shots are mostly my favorite, but at the same time, I I don't want it to become the same old thing. So I'm not sure I have a real favorite at the moment because I, you know, this is my art (laughs) and I don't want to just be like, I don't want to like produce the same art over and over and over. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a favorite at the moment. I just I just do what I feel at the time.
0: Absolutely, and I definitely hear you just because one, and it, it does kind of suck, that you can't really explore more of uh, the fetish in general because, you know, it's so much more than just feet, but as you said, like, you know, that's what gets you to the dance in the first place for some of the, the social media sites, and mm-hmm. I think the challenge, where I found personally, and you know, working with models, is that they want to do other things. But whenever you do try to do those other things, whether that be you know, bore or um, or like butt or you know, maybe even hands, um, that doesn't receive as well because it's not feet. Yeah, and um, I do want to get your opinion on this cuz i'm wondering do you feel like at some in some way shape or form that the giantess fetish and the foot fetish are can be closely too related at times cuz it feels like it could be a bubble and i feel like that's what kind of hinders the giantess fetish from really being seen for more than just feet but like what's your uh, feeling on that do you feel like there are times where the two kind of blend and it kind of takes away from the Giants' fetish?
1: Uh, maybe a little, but, uh, I mean, there's still, oh, I don't know. Gosh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think that the people, I think there are people that do want to see everything uh, related to Giantess, but... Uh, <laughs> But they still have their favorites. And a lot of the times it's they're just very niche areas within it. So if it's not feet, then it is mm-hmm. like an obsession with book crushes or you know, like something very specific, like uh, an unaware giantess, an under unaware under the desk, which is very, very specific. Right. Uh, uh so you know, if it's not feet, it's some other aspect that um that I think people obsess over. Um, so I wish it was. I wish it was more of like a whole. But I just. I don't. I don't see it being that way.
0: For sure. For sure. And and yeah. That's what. That's the tough part. That that. It's frustrating in a way. Um. I feel like you're not able to really capitalize on everything the fetish has to offer so i often find myself wondering and it's always good to get you know another you know perspective and seeing how people think about this because it can always be it can always be you know a challenge so i definitely you know hear that in terms of feet are there any favorite parts of feet that you um like whether that be you know, things that you like about your own feet or, or actually you can make this kind of a two potter, like what do you like about your feet the most and then what do you like to see in um feet that you look out um you may see out in public or in general? What draws you to a good foot? <laughs> <clip? laughs>
1: you know, you're you're uh uh that question is is triggering my self centeredness a little bit here. So uh, <laughs> Uh, if my feet are the center of the world, then everything is based off of you know how how great my feet are. So uh, my I think my interest in in feet would be ones that look like mine. <laughs> so <laughs> not that anybody's foot would look like mine because I'm unique and different, right? Uh, but. <laughs> but I feel that if I do notice feet or if I find other feet attractive, they do look like mine. So I suppose I'm very self-centered in that way, um, but that also aligns with, you know, being a God.
0: Yep. No <laughs> complaints here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you cook. <laughs> But for sure, well, I guess going from there, um, what are your favorite parts specific about um, your feet then? If I had to choose personally, I like your toes and your nail beds the most. They're really, really nice and appealing to look at. But um, I know some people might say soles, heels. Um, What are your favorite aspects of your feet then?
1: Hmm. Uh, I guess this would be my toes as well. I think they're proportioned well, and uh, I like that they are slender, and uh, I enjoy that I see my veins in my feet. So there's just, like, I I like my own feet. I think that's just what it is. I like the whole thing.
0: Very cool. And also, like, not many people say that they like the veins and, you know, the feet so I'm a fan of that so it's awesome to hear a model also say this too cuz like uh-huh. it's just it I feel like it kind of like for me it's like you know those are some strong feet they could like absolutely dominate me even if I'm not you know even if I'm jacked the normal it would still <laughs> like pressure me as much as it would if I were if when I'm the spec so yeah. um that's that's really cool that's really cool Um, But, yeah, no, I think you definitely have a way with, you know, overall just making your presence known. And and like I said, like, I love the personality you bring to your work and in this interview. I'm definitely feeling it. So, like, you know, um, it's really cool to, you know, get your perspective of things when when you do go into uh, other than, you know, feet. What's your next, what's your next, I guess, big thing to work on with that? I know we talked about vor a bit. Is that something that you wanted to um, explore or where, is there another part of the fetish you really want to dive into? Uh,
1: I do, I do want to explore vor more. Um, I just, when I've attempted with my my equipment now, I just don't feel that I can do it justice at the, at the quality that I've done other things. So that's really what it is. I, it's not so much that I can't do it. It's just that I, I want it to look a particular way. Um, and I, I think that the only limitation that I have right now is just in skills. Like I, I want to do my own uh, editing. um because I have a lot of ideas, I just don't have the skills to put them forward like in video format. So Mm -hmm. um, I do that a little bit when I can, but it is pretty time consuming, just even using free apps. I mean, the amount of time to put into editing videos is insane. So um, (laughs) (laughs) so, I really just don't, I don't have the time to do that because I do work a full-time job, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I, I just don't have the time at the moment to, to do that, but I do try here and there. So that's, I would like to develop that a little bit more. Um, and I, what's been catching my interest a little bit lately is, uh, the idea of being, you know, this like mythical creature. And I would really like to see edits with, uh, with me in that way. So, um, yeah. Anyone out there listening, I want to see it. I want to. I want to see myself that way.
0: Open call, definitely for sure. I'm shocked. So no one made it like a city edit of you, like being taller than buildings or anything like that.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm what I'm talking is like mythological beings, like uh, beyond just size and being bigger than cities. Like, um, oh. well, like I, I want to explore like this otherness.
0: Are we talking universal then
1: I guess so I yeah
0: I know some people out there that can do it, so I mean again, open call mhm get it done if you need it, any incentive this is it this is it <laughs> um another thing that I think you're the first model that I've had on my podcast that does this, and I think it's freshly new to uh instagram but the channels how mm-hmm. has that been for you because you you seem to have a genuine blast doing it um like the, my favorite example of how you used it so well is when you uh made a poll for everyone to um to vote on and they're like actually f all that i'm gonna do like did you honestly think that you were gonna like do that and i I, I was at my desk laughing. I was trying <laughs> to suppress it, but I said, that's great. So um, how has that been for you? Because that kind of not only goes into incorporating what you do with your content now, but it also takes on like a creative writing type of thing in a way. Because yeah. you're kind of crafting this story and, you know, almost making this, um, you know, environment in this world, how like what's going on and you're describing to, the time he's in your channel of what's going on. So how has that been for you just having another creative outlet in this way? Because that's, it's really, really unique. It kind of brings back a creative, uh, a very like creative writing type of style to me. So how has that been for you? Uh,
1: you know, writing's never been like a strong suit for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it, when i got access to that feature i didn't really know how what i wanted to do with it and so it's kind of just been trial and error with with what feels right um and sometimes just things come to me so um like what one of my favorites was you know like i created a post and i wasn't quite sure where the where i was going with the the with the shots that day uh, and then and I just an idea just came to me that I would tie in my post to a story in in my broadcast channel and so it just I don't know from there I think that, that that's what felt right is it is just creating this other world right and um, yeah. linking images and and words together and so uh, yeah it, it it's just more more ways that I can stretch as a creative. Um, but it also allows me to, to flex that Dom muscle a little bit, which, you know, I enjoy So, um, and what I like about the channel is that no one can talk back. And it's great because like, you know, as a watcher, you have to just be silent and sit there and take the abuse that I give you. And (laughs) that is a lot of fun for me.
0: I love that. That's, that's incredible. It definitely, it's definitely different because you can't mm-hmm. protest. You can't, you know, talk back. You just gotta like, you know, take it. Yeah. Take it. And it's, it, it's very cool to like, you know, be a part of that. Cause when, um, I remember when you first, when you first launched it, I'm like, huh, for like channels, like, okay, Instagram, what, what gimmick are you trying to pull on us now? And, um, but I think, I think the way you're using it is very effective. It's very um creative and like it's it's very fun to engage in um just really just be a part of it cuz you're it's like these macro stories and it's it's cool how how often like I think so I know you don't use it too too often but um when do you decide to uh you know add to it like do you choose specific days or how does how does it work for you when you're going about making um things within the broadcast i mean the channel
1: oh it's really just when something comes to me i have no i have no schedule i just i just do when something comes to me and um yeah <laughs> there's there's no planning i just i just do when the mood hits and um yeah it, I guess it, it's working. I would like to do more, of course. I mean, I always want to do more, but, right. uh, but it's, it's, I just don't have the time to, to put in as much effort as, as I would like to.
0: For sure. Definitely. Definitely. Now, in terms of, uh, you know, the equipment that you're on um, trying to gain. And again, by the time this episode goes out, I would hope someone stepped up and got you that endoscope. But if not, we can do an open call here. So if you haven't, please do, or I'll do it myself. But nonetheless, um, in terms of equipment, um, what would you want to start using to like enhance your content more? Um, for me, since I am a fan of POV, I tend to try and use anything in terms of an action camera or anything that has a, a wide field of vision. Um so anything that's wide angle lens or anything that can make you know the camera is like super small I like to use. But um what are some tools that you want to try to use to enhance your content even more?
1: Uh well like I was saying I I've been tinkering with video edits and uh i but i I have a lot of ideas for reels that i want to get out there but i need things in order to make it happen um so Mm -hmm. it's basic things it's like i need green screens and Mm -hmm. you know um uh, things that i can hang a backdrop on it's just like basic stuff that i need it's just um a matter of investing a few hundred dollars in these things so um basic stuff, not, not anything crazy. I don't want anything that's going to, uh, add more time to completion. So like I was saying, I don't have time to really devote to all this stuff. So I don't want crazy cameras. I don't want to be transferring things. Um, like that's not my job. I don't want to transfer things. I, I I outsource things that I can't do on my own. Like, I already do that now with edits. I outsource. So I don't want to <laughs> add anything out. I don't want to add anything on my plate. Uh, so simple. I want to keep things simple and easy because then then it that's when it becomes a job. When you have yeah, to absolutely. add steps, then then it's going to be a job for me. And I don't want it to be that way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that's one thing I run into because I've gotten like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, I have to, like, create designs IRL on a daily basis. So I, like, the creative brain juice can only go so far, but I'll try mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But I, I definitely understand that. Um, like, there's already been enough, like, from, especially if you're going to get into editing, like, definitely choose your tools and make sure they're worth it. Um, The only reason like we discussed i use after effects and premiere pro but they've come with my adobe cloud subscription so you know i have i happen to have those tools because i need to use them for my you know profession anyway um but if i wasn't like you said if you don't have time to devote to this and because it's not your main thing and i think that's an important aspect that you know followers have to understand like you know You know, you gotta be respectful of the um, of you know the model slash editor that you know puts work into this. So I definitely hear what you're saying. So it's definitely simple things, and I definitely you know feel that. But I mean, hopefully Endoscope Win is the next question because I want to see how you would what you would do with a tool like that. I think it would be really cool to see what you'd be able to produce with a tool like that. So hopefully in the future. Um, we do see your content start to uh, evolve in the way that you want it to evolve and, you know, become something that's, you know, you're looking forward to make, um, you know, making and creating with. So looking forward to that. Um, Another question, and then we'll start getting into the fan questions. I'll pull them up in a moment. But another question I do have is in terms of, like, future prospects and i know you said you don't want to make this a job but um where do you see where do you see yourself going with this and um going forward because you've gotten like from the end of 2022 to now which is not a lot and realistically not a lot of time but like you've gained quite the following Hmm. and it's been like cool seeing your growth pun intended and mm-hmm. I'm it's always fascinating to see where um, you know someone goes next. So where where do you see yourself going um, forward with, you know being, you know just this badass giantess?
1: Um, you know I, I I don't know. I, I kind of like not knowing because then it's just me being creative and in the moment. So mm-hmm. I I don't have a plan really. I, I'm just going to keep doing with what I feel in the moment. I mean, we all evolve, uh, just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I moved on from worn items, right. And moved on like, I mean, from December to February, I went through six accounts on Instagram. So like the amount of, of change that I went through in just two months, uh, was, was a lot. Um, so, I, I I don't have a plan because I, I could get the axe at any time, right? <laughs> I could get canceled <laughs> tomorrow. I mean, they just did a sweep, uh, just the other day, right? And took down yeah. some bigger counts. So, um, I, I think that I'm okay with not with not having a plan and just doing in the moment. What's challenging is because I'm still faceless. Uh, there's a lot that I that I think that I could be doing that I don't because I'm faceless um and that's partly because of the choices that i made in the beginning on those local <laughs> platforms which right. many models are out there uh listening i do not i do not recommend that like at all um because i i guided those people to instagram and now i don't feel entirely safe going public so right. then that that's half the reason why I'm I'm still faceless and so I, I think that once I feel safe in that sense maybe then um, I, I will change what I what I do or what I post but um, until I do that I think that that is really holding me back um, and for the most part yeah so I don't for have sure. an answer I just let it go you know let it <laughs> I happen
0: did. I did. For sure, for sure. We'll get into some fan questions now. Checking the box, pulling it up. Du-du-du. Okay, so one question that I have here is if presented in a real life situation, although joke's on you, friendo, this is real life, but <laughs> in presented in a real life situation, um, if you had discovered A colony of tinies in your home, would you A, keep them, B, torture them, C, eat them, or D, a choice of two out of the three? Huh. Okay. That's very detailed. I feel like I just read (laughs) off a, a question, a math question there, but.
1: Well, I mean, if they were in my broadcast channel, they did see that I. I drowned a tiny in in a pesticide, crushed them, and then put them on a shelf to be forgotten in the sun. So that's really not that crazy of an ask, right? Three different things.
0: It's not. (laughs) Also, probably very brutal, very brutal. This is one of the most brutal ones. I'm like, oh, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) There are some worse fates than just getting stepped on. So (laughs) there it is. There it is. Yeah.
1: Um, Uh, A colony, though, um, that's some intruder shit. I don't deal with that. Um, So, yeah, I I, I don't take kindly to intruders on that that scale, so I'd probably destroy you.
0: For sure. (laughs) Another question I have here is what would be your preferred size? And they didn't leave a specified um, example, but if I had to guess it had to be ranging between the sizes of 50 feet tall, which would be taller than most buildings Um, 200 feet would be starting to be taller than like all the buildings 500 plus would be we're, we're talking mega and giga size. So what would be your preferred preference if you were able to grow.
1: So. Previously, I thought of myself as being more on the, like, mini side. Like, I I thought of myself as being, like, 25 feet. Like, so I still want to engage and uh, interact with tinies. And I feel like once you get to a certain size, it's just not as much fun anymore. Like, you can't really see them. And I want to, um, yeah, I want to engage with them. So I never really thought of myself as being, you know, like, you know, giga size or anything like that. So, but now that I'm, I want to explore this like mythical being side of me. So, I'm not really sure. Uh, but I, I think between 25 and 50 feet is where I, I see myself on a everyday basis.
0: For sure, I definitely feel like that's ideal. You don't, if you, if you're not able to engage, then it kind of loses its point in a way. Like,
1: right? Yeah, you're, that's what
0: you're I think. Than Exactly. You're bigger than everything. Cool. Yeah, sure. But like, if you're not able to interact with, you know, the said toys that you obtained, then what's the point for, yeah, yeah, like, there's no point.
1: Yeah, I want to, I want to use them. I mean, I can't use them if I can't see them.
0: Correct. Correct. I'm glad someone else feels that way because I've never gotten the giga aspect of it. Like, well, yeah, but we can't do anything. I mean, we can engage, but like, they're not going to like notice us and that's Mm -hmm. not fun. Yeah. So, for sure, for sure. And then one more question. Well, I mean, I feel like this should be obvious. It's. I'm going to pick another one. <laughs> Someone, uh, <laughs> this question was just asking about, do you accept tributes? I'm pretty sure the answer is obviously yes. <laughs> so, cool. so I'm going to answer that, politely answer that for you. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Okay, here's another question. Um, Do you see yourself doing more... Oh, this is an interesting one. Well, not interesting, but in terms of content, do you see yourself doing more butt-crushing scenarios? And yeah, do you see yourself doing more butt-crushing scenarios?
1: Um. Sure, I mean I have some on OnlyFans. I I try to keep um, IG pretty clean. You know, obvious reasons, right? Obvious uh, reasons. So you you are not going to see me do a butt crush butt crush on Instagram. That's it's just never going to happen. Um, IG police were on me all last year, and six accounts in two months is is just crazy. So we weren't we're not going to go there. Uh, but I I wouldn't mind doing a. But crush here or there on on OnlyFans if that's what if that's what the people want to see. I mean, I've been running for years. My 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 booty's elite.
0: Oh damn! Okay, okay.
1: So I I mean it is what it is, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, why not?
0: Which is understandable, and you know, tell people all the time. As much as you wish you could go all out on these sites, sometimes it's not. A good idea, unfortunately, and you just gotta abide by the rules of the IG yeah. Code. Brother. So, yeah, it is BS. But hey, what can you do? Alright yeah it it definitely does it definitely does suck. But yeah, again, we gotta live within the bounds of um, what we're allowed as creators, and it's unfortunate, but eh, we survive yeah. how we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually at the end of the show, I always present an opportunity for my guests to ask me questions what they may have on um, for me. And so, you know, I'm going to turn the show over to you. And uh, you have any questions for the spec?
1: Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> Well, I feel like I feel like you've been asked a lot of questions in the last few episodes that I would have asked you. So
0: Yeah, everyone's been kind of like putting the heat on me. And I'm like, man, I didn't know what this was called shrinking down with insert random guest here, but hey, I'm here for it. I, I dig it. <laughs> it made me have to think. So
1: I no, I I don't think I have any extra questions. Um, no, I I I like where we are. So, no, no extra questions for me. I'm good.
0: Awesome, cool, cool, cool. Because I'm like, man, I'm not sure if I have any more responses. <laughs> but yeah, they've been they've been really uh, grilling me with them, so I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, then. Well, since you know the spec portion is you know done is there anything you want people or is there anything you want um the rest of us tiny peons to look forward to going forward forward with your content what do we have to look forward to coming from you very soon or you know in the near future i know you said you don't think ahead but you know there has to be (laughs) something
1: (laughs) uh uh see now you're putting me on the spot um No, I think it's just a strive for originality. So I, you know, I don't interact with a lot of other accounts and I I don't follow a lot of other accounts because I don't want them to influence me. So I think that what you can see from me is, is my original ideas. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't ever look and I don't ever appreciate other people's work, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I try not to uh, so so that way it's original to my thinking at the time and I'm not influenced by other people. So originality, that's what you can look forward to.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Well, we'll go ahead and close up shop here. Um, can you let the lovely people know where they can find your content and uh, the socials you're on and whatnot?
1: Sure. Uh, like, you know, I'm everywhere, but I mostly <laughs> am active on uh, Instagram, which is just misty sunshine zero six. And uh, from there you can find me everywhere else. I go by misty sunshine everywhere. So uh, you should be able to find me if you just search.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. It's really appreciated. Um, In the future. Um, which I'm hoping to start in season three, but in the future um, I'm going to start doing very more topical episodes about specific things within the fetish as well. So if you uh, you're welcome to come back anytime and I would love to have you on again in the future, if you'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And uh, with that folks, that was um, the final guest of season two. Um, Thanks again for, you know, supporting a podcast, um, getting two whole seasons out of this is you know more of a challenge than you would think, but you know, it's nice to be able to engage with fellow editors and um, creators in general and models and just you know, getting to know, oh uh, just getting turning the page a little bit about you know, more than just tinies and giants is crushing said tiny. So um, again, I thank you guys for tuning in and, you know, you guys need to find me as Jack the Speck everywhere. We don't have to go to the song and dance. Jack the Speck everywhere. And uh, I'll see you guys in the fall for uh, season three of Sizing Up. But uh, I'll see you guys next time. And again, um, we'll see you guys on the Giant of Center Whips and have a good one. Bye. Bye.